Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. Let's worship the Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's give God thanks for what he's done in this PSR convention. Let's give God the glory. Let's give God the praise. All the glory belongs to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Well, I want to say this tonight. That I don't feel in a chainsaw mood. I just don't feel in a chain in a chainsaw gear. And uh but I do feel some of my heart. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Brother Alvear, what he had to say. I'm not going to start naming others lest I miss someone. But I do give honor, first of all, tonight to God and to the ministers and their families and to this great congregation, God's saints. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I am preaching. Right now. All right? I did not talk to Brother Nate Wilson. I, he did not talk to me. But what I feel on my heart tonight is in the same vein that Brother Wilson was in today. Uh, it didn't just come to me today. It came to me many weeks ago. And I will say this. I am not here tonight to grind any axe with anybody. I am not here. I'm going to tell you what I don't do contrary to what some may think. I don't pick people out and preach to them. I don't do that. Uh, if I feel like I've got a feeling, uh, I won't preach it. Because that would be Vaughn Morton. Now, I, I know it's hard to convince them. In fact, just forget it. I won't try to convince you. But uh, what I have here tonight in my notes, I have had for a long time. And so tonight, I do not come to pick on anybody. I do not come to preach to anybody. I just come to deliver my soul. But I do feel like going into this next generation, there's something that we've 
got to be conscious of. We've got to be conscious of. Uh, you know what I feel like more tonight than I do uh, uh, Friday night at PSR? I feel more like a Wednesday night Bible study. And, and let me say this. I've been around this a long time. I don't feel intimidated by anybody. And, uh, you know, folks will try to sick you on and say this, say that. That just doesn't impress me. It just doesn't. Uh, I am here tonight to talk about what I feel like God wants me to talk about. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Praise God. This year, 1997, in the month of February, there was, in the church that I pastor, a couple. It is uh, brother and sister Gary Barnes. In fact, he is the one that runs the sound for PSR. His wife is our church secretary. And... Uh, <clears throat> They have been under my ministry for many, many years. Brother Gary Barnes, before uh, his dad passed away, his dad was one of my very, very best friends. And, and Gary and his family have been in True Tabernacle for many, many years. And this year, they... Uh, they decided to sell their home after living in this home for, for many years. I want to plead with you tonight to hear what I've got to say. I'm going to bring to you tonight 30 years of a long journey. Anyway, Gary and, and his wife decided to sell their home. They felt like it was time after they've lived in this home for many years to upgrade at their age. And they came and talked to me, and uh, I said, yeah, I think it's the thing to do. And so they did. But in the process of selling this home, there was a young lady that came to look at this home. She was 20 years old, and she had a little two-year-old child, and she had another one on the way. And uh, uh, 
she came to the house and, and she wanted to go through the house. And she walked, she walked through the house. She looked at the living room. She looked at the kitchen. She looked at the bedroom. And Juanita was the one, Sister Juanita, showing her the house. And uh, Juanita told her, said, uh, I raised my kids in this house. I raised my children. In this house. Now you got to realize the folks I'm talking about are just human beings. They just, they just human beings. They make normal human mistakes like anybody else. But they have been faithful to God. And they have been faithful to the house of God. And they've been faithful to the work of the Lord. And they have done their best to raise their children right. And uh, I guess we've all had a hand in, in raising them. And they've seen to it that they were at church and they've seen to it that they were in the house of God and, and, and there was spiritual food on the table. And uh, this lady, she, this young lady, she, she looked over the house and uh, she looked into the bedroom of the children, which are teenagers now. And she looked at the and wanting to begin to explain some things that they had gotten from the Christian school and whatever and so forth and so on. But this young lady was impressed, a 20-year-old, a 20-year-old. I'm talking to the next generation tonight. They were impressed that, uh, of a lot of things. And so finally she said, you know, I want this house. I want this house. I really want this house. She said, I want this house because you've raised your children in this house and they seem to be so proper and they seem to be so right. And said, I want to raise my, I want to raise my children in this house. But what the young lady didn't understand is when the Barneses move out, God moves out. Because what this lady felt in this house was the presence of God in a Pentecostal home. They, she felt something that she had not felt, no doubt, in going and looking at other houses. There was something different about this house. But young lady, let me tell you something. It's not the carpet on the floor. It's not, uh, it's not the paint on the walls. It's not the furniture that sits in this house. It's not the backyard that they had just done over a little while back. It's not the remodeling that they done a year or so ago. Let me tell you something, young lady. It's God that makes this house. It's God that brings this presence into this house. Oh, I'm telling you, to the next generation, you are going, 
most of you going to find a husband or a wife. And you are going to get married. And you are going to have children. And you are going to have a home. You are going to raise those children and live with that husband or that wife. And right now, <laughs> there's got to be a commitment tonight. There's got to be a commitment tonight. What kind of house am I going to raise these kids in? Oh, I'm not talking about bricks and stone tonight. I'm not talking about sheetrock and boards. I'm talking about a home. I'm not just talking about a house. I'm talking about a, 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 a spirit that you're going to create inside of that bricks and stones and, 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 and sheetrock and whatever. Because I'm telling you, the spirit that lives in that house has got to be created by a true, real, genuine, Pentecostal, Mama and Teddy. <laughs> Let's raise our hands and worship God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. You see, young lady, it didn't just happen. And no doubt she might have been disappointed when she came and she moved in. Because I'm telling you, it wasn't the furniture or the carpet. It wasn't the house. It was nothing. It was just Pentecostal people that live for God. And Pentecostal people that's dedicated to the cause of God. That, that won't right and righteousness. But she said, I want to raise my kids in this house. I would to God tonight that every unsaved person that would come to our churches would come there and say, I want to raise my kids in this house. I want to raise my kids in this house. I'm telling you, Pentecostals, we've got to create an atmosphere where that people want to bring their wounded, their dying, their discouraged, their down and out, where they want to bring their gangbangers, where they want to bring uh, them kids that's giving them trouble from the reform school. They want to bring them to this house. I want to raise my kids in this house. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. Everything I say tonight, and I don't intend on saying anything bad, but I'm responsible. But I'm going to tell you something. I'd make sure that my kids are in the right kind of apostolic church. This family business is, is, is something that's, that's close to my heart. I'm going to talk about something tonight. 
that is very dear and near to the heart of God. And hear what I'm going to say. In the end of your life and my life, and the end will come. The end will come. Oh, yeah. In the end of Von Morton's life, all that's really going to count, Von Morton, is what you've got in your heart and your family in your arms. <laughs> that's all that's really going to count. I'm telling you, nothing else is going to count. If I can stand before God with God in my heart and my family in my arms, I will say I am satisfied. Oh, help us. <laughs> help us, God, tonight is Pentecostal to have our priorities right. We're living in a fast world, high-tech world. I'm saying to the next generation, let's get our priorities right. Right. Joshua chapter, don't open your Bibles, chapter 24, and uh, a portion of verses 14 through 15. It says, Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord... Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, let's worship Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. Glory to God in Jesus' name. I thank God tonight for my family. I thank God uh, for my sons. I thank God for my daughter-in-laws. I thank God for my grandchildren. And you say, so what? So what? So what? Let me tell you, so what? You're going to learn as you get married. You're going to learn as you walk in uh, to uh, the future. You're going to learn that you are going to have to fight for your family if you care about them and you love them. You're going to learn that, uh, that if they're going to be saved, you've got to wade through hell and high water. Ho, 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 ho. Let me tell you that. And when my son stood here today and he preached, I'm going to tell you something, he preached good. Do you understand that? Hallelujah. I don't care if that offends you. I don't care if that bothers you. You don't know the 30-year trip that I made to this pulpit today. Hallelujah! It's just the mercy of God that He's here and that He's saved and that He's living for God. Praise God. I want to tell you, I ain't ashamed of my kids. You understand? They ain't always been what they ought to be. But none of us have. 
I'm just a human being trying my best to save myself and my family. I ain't ashamed of, of, of my son Mark. He ain't a preacher, but I'm going to tell you something. I ain't ashamed of him. He is a hard-working man. And I want to stand here tonight and tell you I am proud of him because he is a man. You understand that? I ain't ashamed of my daughter-in-laws and I ain't ashamed of my grandkids. And I may beat the fire out of all of them before it's over with. But it's because I love them and I care. That's right. In fact, I got in this pulpit uh, the other night and announced, don't, uh, don't be going to the Holiday Inn and jumping over the flower pots. I walked over there and I saw some kid jump over the flower pot. I said, hey, what are you doing? I just said don't jump over the flower pot. And he turned around and it was my grandson. But that don't make any difference. That's my grandson. And it ain't right. And I told him it ain't right. And I ain't letting him get by with it. I'm not going to say one thing and then let him do another. But I'm telling you what, we've got to fight all the way to the gate. This next generation, you need to get in your heart. You're going to do what's right with your family. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There was a man in my church this last Father's Day. Uh, he, uh, he said, Brother Morton, he said, I, I, after church I want to see you. And we was, so after church I went to my office and there he was with his wife and, 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 and his two children. And he said, I, I want to see you just a minute. And his wife didn't know what was happening. His kids didn't know what was happening. We walked into my office and I didn't know what was happening. And I just stood there and they stood there and he said, we don't need to sit down. And he handed me a Father's Day card. You got to understand that this was just a kid that we got off of the streets of Fresno uh, 13 years ago. Just a kid that our Sunday school buses went out and picked up and hauled him in and, and, and baptized him in Jesus' name. And now his brother, I'm talking about men, is in the church. And his other brothers in the church, I'm talking about men. And his sister saved. Uh, I'm talking about people that's living for God. And he stood there and his wife, uh, she looked a little scared and the kids looked scared and didn't know what. And he said, I want my family to know this. This is the man of God in our life. Do you understand? He looked, they, they, she said, he looked down at his children. He said, this is the man of God in our life. This is our pastor. And he said, I want to tell you kids something. They just under, yeah. said, I want to tell you something. Don't ever let a wedge get driven between you and the pastor. Praise God. And I'm telling you something. He was crying when he done it. He was bawling as he done it. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, his wife, uh, she went to bawling. I'm telling you what, what was it? It was a daddy that wants his family saved. It was a daddy that's got his priorities right. It was a daddy that made up his mind. I'm going to heaven, and when I get there, my family's going to be in my arms. Praise God. Praise God. 
That was Brother Raymond Dethridge, now our assistant pastor, and that's helping run this convention. I'm telling you, we got to get this spirit in our heart. I, I got a feeling I may preach too long tonight, and I'm not, and I'm not too long. I'm not long-winded, but I'd hate for the ball game to get out before we do. Let me tell you something. The word house, as for me and my house, that word house there simply means a family. That's what it means. It means a family. It means a household. The first institution on the face of the earth was the home or, or the family. The first institution on the face of the earth was the family. And that's what I want to preach about uh, tonight uh, is the family. It's something that's very near and dear uh, to the heart uh, of God. Very dear and near uh, to the heart of God. The first time that we find the word house or home uh, or household uh, in the Bible is in the book of Genesis chapter 7 and verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house. He was talking about his family. He was talking about his wife. He was talking about his sons. He was talking about his children. He said, come down all thy house into the ark. God wanted Noah and his family to be saved. I'm telling you, it is the heartbeat of God. It is. It always has been. It is the heartbeat of God. You know why I know? Because I feel the heartbeat of God beating in me tonight to say this and to preach this. It was the heartbeat of God. Always has been. It's the same daddies and mamas and children and families. And I'm going to tell you the only reason that God is tearing his coming and he, God's sicker of this world than we are. God's sicker of sin and homosexuality and all that's going on than we are. The reason he has been waiting on his coming he's trying to get some more men and some more women, some more daddies and mamas and children saved and safe inside the ark. And the Bible said in Hebrews 11 and 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God, moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Noah comes at the conclusion, If this household is going to be saved, I've got to do it. I realized in Pentecost that we got all kinds of situations. We got all kinds of situations. We've got broken homes. We've got women raising young'uns without husbands. We got husbands raising uh, uh, children without wives. I'm telling you all kinds of situations uh, in Pentecost. I want to say this to the next generation. When you get married, stay married. That's right. Oh, yeah. It is for better or for worse. Now, I'm going to say this to the preacher. There's too many preachers that's too loose on this marriage and divorce situation. Sit down. say, well, what about you? 
What about me? What about me? I raised my children by remote control. That's right. My son that preached here today, he never, from the age of 17 months till he was 20-something years old, he never lived with me. But God gave me grace. And God gave me favor. And you don't know how many thousands of miles I've driven to save my family. You don't know how patient I have been. You don't know how long suffering I've been. You don't know how many times I wanted to really tear up Jack. But I, God told me, and I don't hesitate to say that, God told me, just keep your mouth shut. I have kept my mouth shut for 17 years, for 30 years, but I'm opening it tonight. I am going to tell you something. You don't get a divorce. You don't break up that home. You do everything human possible. I'm standing here tonight telling you, and I don't mean to embarrass anybody, but this is just my testimony tonight. I'm telling you, I turned every stone, every stone. I've done everything human possible to hold my home together. That's right. There's some of you that's not trying hard enough. I'm telling you, husbands and wives, you better get it fixed. There's some of you that's headed for the divorce courts. I'm telling you, it's not fun in the divorce court. It's not fun dividing things up. It's not fun dividing kids up. But some of you are so self-centered and so, so stubborn and rebellious and so, and so selfish that you're going to have your way and you're going to tear your family up and drag them to hell. There's a bunch of Pentecostal homes that need to be fixed. Some of you dress right, you go to church, you do this, you do that, you're doing it all right, but that home ain't what it ought to be. I'm telling you, this is dear to my heart tonight. I commit my... I'm going to tell you something. Don't anybody get nervous. You don't know how many phone calls I've got. You don't know, and some of you that's sitting in here tonight is going to think, boy, he's talking about us because it was a... Let me tell you something. There's a bunch of you. You don't know how many, how many trips I've made, how many Pentecostal homes. I don't know why people call me. I don't know why... I don't know. I don't know because I certainly haven't been an example. 
But one thing I do want to do, if you call on me, and I'm going to tell you something, if you're saying to God, don't call on me, you call on your pastor. Don't, 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 uh-uh, don't call on me. Because I ain't doing it. That's your pastor's place. But I'm going to tell you something. We've got to hold our families together. And if it don't hold together, you, you need to be able to stand there and say, I did my best. It couldn't have been done no better. And I'm going to tell you something, contrary to what some of you believe. I have no business. Nothing. If you don't believe it, ask me. If I do, my friends are liars. Because I've asked them. Because I want to check myself. I want to make sure. No, I'm not preaching this out of bitterness tonight. I'm preaching it out of love. I'm preaching it because we're going into this next generation. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you young people something. You better listen to your pastor. You better listen to the man of God in your life. And I'm going to say, preacher, we better do our best. To, we better do our best to give them the best advice that we can give them. Because I'm going to tell you, there's more to this married life than just smooching around. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you one thing. If you get into a divorce situation, if you will do absolutely what's right. Hear me now. If you will do absolutely what's right, God will take care of you. And I'm going to tell you what a mistake that some of you make. Next generation, don't make this mistake. Whoever you're divorcing or whoever you're fighting with, you run them down to them kids. You feed them kids full of poison. That is a mistake. That is not right. You think you are winning by taking those kids and poisoning them against their daddy or against their mama. You are a fool. those kids' as mama. That's those kids' as daddy. I don't care if he is a jerk. I don't care what she is. That's their mama. That's their daddy. God will take care of you if you will do what's right. When this happened to me, I just took my little Ford car and a Bible. I didn't have a suitcase. I had a cardboard box and a little Falcon car that was broke down and a Bible. I'll never forget standing one day and saying, well, I'll just take this old Bible and by the grace of God, I'll make it. It's 30 years later, and by the grace of God, here's where we're at tonight.
And, and I was just evangelizing. I was just evangelizing. I came to Fresno, California to preach this man right here. A revival. 25 years ago this month. I, well, really 25 years ago last month, I pulled into this town and started preaching a revival. While I was here, he'd been here 19 and a half years. Had no reason for leaving. There was no problem. It was a good church. I just started preaching a revival. And in the midst of the revival with no problem, another church called him and he went and accepted it, came back and resigned. And I just, 25 years later, I'm just still here preaching. That's the pulpit right there, brother. That's it. I'm just, I'm just still here preaching. But I want to tell you something. I want to say this. I thank Brother Lane. He was fair with me. I was only 32 years old. I was divorced. It wasn't popular in that day. And here, he had a nice family. Here, this was a beautiful church. I'm not going to beat around the bush. When I took Fresno Church, it was a good church. I'm telling you. I, I could name all the name, all the things tonight that wasn't in there. I mean, it was right. I didn't have no problem. And, and, and this man, this man introduced me to the church. And, and the church accepted me. And, and, there were some of you that said, it's not right. Well, this is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> there were some of you that said, it ain't fair. I could call names here tonight because you're here. Said, it ain't fair for Von Morton to take that church without a wife. How does he pastor that church without a wife? Well, I'm trying to figure out how you pastor one with one. That's what I'm trying to figure out. We ain't got no problem. I'll tell you one thing I don't have. I don't go home. I just go home to a turtle. I got a turtle. All right, I got a big old tortoise. And I had a rabbit. And last week, I loved that rabbit. But that rabbit, I had it for a long time. It disappeared. I ain't seen it since. It was a female rabbit. But I ain't got no wife at home putting no pressure on me about all this other business some of you's getting the pressure put on.
it's Wednesday night Bible study. You say, Brother Morton, I'm embarrassed. Well, the church that I pastor ain't embarrassed. They're proud of me. Yeah. We get along fine. They ain't got no problem. You understand? They ain't no problem. I'm just telling you, if you'll do what's right, <laughs> if you just do what's right, God's going to take care of you. Oh, let's raise our hands and worship God. Let's worship God. Hallelujah to God in Jesus' name. For Samuel 2 and 35, the Lord said, I will raise me up a faithful priest that shall do according to uh, that which is in my heart and in my mind, and I will build him a sure house. God wants to help us tonight to build a sure house. Which that word sure means firmly established, safe, secure, stable, home. I want us as preachers tonight. I want us as saints tonight. Men, women, all of us. I want us to get family conscious. Home conscious. Children conscious. I shouldn't tell this, but I am. And that is this. There's some of you asked me to come and preach for you. I ain't coming. And the reason I ain't coming is because I ain't got time to come. I've got a church to pastor. And I've got, I've got grandkids to see after. I'm going to tell you, preaching these camp meetings and these conferences don't mean squat to me. I wouldn't care if I never preached out again. I mean that. You may think I'm just, I, I mean that. I wouldn't care if I never preached in any of your churches or any of your meetings. Or it, I'm just satisfied just preaching where I pastor. And I've got to spend some time. You say, until the next time you ask me, come and preach for me. He said, well, uh, uh, come and preach for me. He said, well, I suppose you're going to spend some time with your grandkids. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. That's right. I went and looked at uh, some little toys the other day that I'm going to buy for me and my grandkids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way I saved my boys. That's why my boys love me. And I'm going to tell you, when my boys were not what they should be, uh, my, my, my oldest boy, Mark, years ago, he used to have hair down to here. He'd say, boy, that's terrible. Well, it was terrible. But I'm going to tell you something. I wasn't ashamed of him. I wasn't embarrassed of him. I didn't care if ever conservative preacher in Pentecost saw me. It didn't make me. That's my boy. He may not have been right at that time. But I'm telling you what. I love that boy. 
and that's why he loves me today and that's why he respects me. Sometime he'd say, I'll, I'll, let's go to the convention. And I'd go to the convention he'd have had long. I'd sit with him. And I'm going to tell you, it didn't bother me. And I didn't care what any of you thought or any of you said. And here it is 30 years later. And it's paid off, brother. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we got to love our families. Oh, yeah, we got to love our boys. We got to love our girls. We gotta love our daughter-in-laws and son-in-laws. I say in Pentecost, let 1998 that's coming up be the year of the family. Hallelujah. Oh, let's raise our hands and worship the Lord. Itabo shatakata bahasaya. Itakababa hasaya. Itaboria satakata bahasaya. Itakata bosaya. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be seated. Psalm 127 and 1 says, Except the Lord build the house, they uh, labor in vain that build it. We've got to have the help of God to help us build these houses, these homes. In the book of Matthew chapter 7 and, 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 and verse uh, uh, 24, it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him to a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came uh, and the winds blew and beat upon that house uh, and it fell not, uh, for it was founded upon a rock. Uh, and everyone that heareth these things of mine and uh, doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came uh, and the winds blew and beat upon the house uh, and it fell and great was the fall of it. I'm telling you, if our home falls, we've lost everything. The storms of life will come. I wish tonight that we could shield our families from the storms of life. But we can't. I wish we could. And I want to say this, we as parents must not interfere with what God is doing in the lives of our children. My son Nathan was out evangelizing with his wife and kids. And, and I could have bought them home, made him my assistant, and fixed them up. But it wasn't the will of God. And a lot of you said, you need to, you need to get Nathan on back home. You need to. No, we need to do the will of God. I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to interfere with what God is doing in the lives of my children. And I pause to thank God tonight for his blessings that's been upon my family. We don't deserve it, but we sure enough appreciate it. And my boys have enough sense to know that, that faithful saints paying their tithes uh, to their daddy has been their support and their help 
It's about their shoes and their clothes. And I want to say to the saints tonight, thank God for faithful saints that support of the ministry. Hallelujah. It's you that's put shoes on my kids. It's you that's put clothes on their back. And my kids know that. I'm telling you. My son Mark, when he was just, uh, when he was out just running around as a teenager and his brother was going to church, he would put his tithes in the envelope and tell Nathan, bring me some more tithes in the envelope, I've got to pay my tithes. I'm going to tell you, my family ain't perfect. You hear me? But I ain't embarrassed. I'm trying my best to save them. Hallelujah. We must not interfere with what God's doing in our in our families. We as uh, Pentecostals, I, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish we could, I wish we could shield our families from the storms of life, but but we can't do it. And I will say this: we as Pentecostals, we are a family. You see this tonight? Hear what I'm saying? There ain't no UPC here tonight. There ain't no ACI here tonight. There ain't no. Uh, Church of the Lord Jesus Christ here tonight. There ain't no independence here tonight. This is an apostolic family. And we are the Jesus name family. And we are in this together. The Bible said the whole family in heaven and earth is called by that name. We are a family. And just like any other family, we fuss and fight sometimes. And we have watched as families have gone into the storm. Oh, I have, I have, I have watched some of you. I'm talking about preachers and their families. I'm talking about saints and their families. Oh, 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 we, we've seen families go into the storm. Oh. And there ain't nothing we can do. There ain't nothing we can do. The storms of life uh, are, are, are going to come. There's, I'm telling you right here tonight, I've got enough sense knowing I don't have to have any discernment. There's some, there's some families here tonight among preachers and, and among saints that's in the storm. And it's so foggy and the wind's blowing so hard, you, you, you don't know if you're going to make it or not. Just do what's right. We are in this family together. We must reach out to one another. We must care one for another. We must pray one for another. I'm going to tell you something. Our turn will come. Well, I'm going to tell you what, boy, if it's me, I'll tell you what I do. And there's some of you younger preachers get into that. You ain't lived long enough to find out your turn's coming. You ain't lived long enough to know. You, you them little kids around your feet right now, you may, you may make them mine and you may not. I know some of you don't, but anyway. But there will be a day when they will be on their own. And we need to, we need, we don't need to be so quick to condemn. We need to love one another. We need to love one another's families. If your kid is troubled, 
I need to love that. That's what I appreciate about Brother Price. I'm telling you what, Brother Price loves our kids. He loves our youngins. He really loves our... And I'm going to tell you something else, preachers. We need to love the kids of our church. We need to love them. We need to love them. We need to love them. I don't mind telling you I have spent thousands of dollars in the last 25 years sending kids uh, uh, to youth camp, paying the way because uh, uh, there just was nobody else uh, uh, to do it. Uh, I'm telling you what, I believe in youth camp. I believe in youth camp so strong uh, that uh, uh, that it is... Uh, I believe in it so strong I, have, I, I won't preach camp means I won't go to anything. I go to, to our youth camp in this section right here where we've been having it at Donkey Rock for many, 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 many years. I'm going to be there if God allows me to be there. I'm going to be there because I want to be there with those dirty-faced boys. I want to make sure when I go in the dorm at night they're covered up. I want to make sure they're taken care of. I want them to know that I love them. I'm their pastor. I'm their spiritual father. Father, and I'm going to be there for them and I'm going to be there with them. I've missed the California camp meeting before because they had it one time during the week of our youth camp. I like got in trouble over that, but it don't make any difference. I'll do it again. Just don't interfere with the youth camp. I have pulled over 1,300 teeth in, 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 in 25 years. I pull teeth around our church. I pull teeth since I've been here. All the kids come to me. I pull the teeth and give them a dollar. Over. I'm telling you, over 13. You say, oh, that's food. No, it ain't foolishness. I've had mothers call me and say, Brother Morton, could you come down at the church uh, before school and pull so-and-so's tooth? Said, said she wants you coming. I've, I've tell you what, I don't only go pray for the sick. I go pull teeth. That's true. You pastor your way, I'm pastoring mine. Hallelujah. Those little toothless boys and girls are going to grow up one of these days. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, preachers, we need to love our churches. We need to love our kids. I'm telling you, the church that I pastor, it's not just an income. It's not just a job. Oh, yeah, it's a job, all right. It is a calling. It is a calling. And I want to tell you, our church needs to be number one. Now, let me back up and say that. I'm going to say this. Our family need to be before the church. But that don't mean we forsake the, the church. You can balance it all. I've lived a balancing act all of my life. I'm about to fall off this tight wire. Hallelujah. In, 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 in the book of Matthew chapter 10, it said, and when he came into a house, he said, when you come into a house, he said, salute it. He said, if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return unto you. Jesus said, if the house be worthy. This made me think, you know, there's some homes that's worthy. And there's some that's not. I pray, oh God, help me to have a worthy home. David said, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Deuteronomy said, neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thy house, lest thou be cursed thing like it, but thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a, it is a cursed thing. I ain't going to take time to get into it tonight. And don't think I ain't got 
the nerve because I do. But I'm going to tell you something. We are living in a day of technology. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot unravel all this. But I know one thing. Parents, we better know what's in our home. I'm not going to preach against computers tonight. We got them in a church. We got them in our homes. But I'm about to preach against That just keeps things on edge. I can't even explain all this business. I don't know. I can't explain it all. But I'm going to tell you something. We have been against television all these years, and I'm telling you these computers is going to be our damnation. Computers are for work and not play. I said computers are for work and not play. All I know, anything that's sin or sensual, or uh, uh, Hollywood, or and it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. You can't do it. We got to be against it. We got some daddies out there that's addicted to the to the computers. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I don't know how to unravel all. I'm not going to, this ain't my message tonight. I may get a revelation on this, come and unravel it some year. It says in Leviticus, it says, when a man shall sanctify his house holy unto the Lord. God wants us to sanctify our houses. Every parent needs to go home and walk through that house and say, what's in this home that's not right? And I'm going to say this, every parent has a right to go in their children's room. They got a right to look in the closet. They got a right to, now I know some of you parents don't believe in this because your kids has got you intimidated. Your kids are saying, you do that, I'll call the police. I say, here's the phone, buddy, just get to calling. I'm telling you what, we need a Pentecostal home check. I said, we need a Pentecostal home check. We're talking about a worthy home. A worthy home. A worthy home. I'm sorry I'm taking so long. You know, I ain't looking at no clock tonight. I ain't the one that put me up here. I didn't ask for this job. I wouldn't care if I never preached a PSR again. You don't believe that, but that's true. Can you tell? I just got to don't care. But I do care about the church that I pastor, and I do care about my family. And outside of that, I, I'll work in anything else I can if they don't interfere with me and my grandkids. That's right. I'm telling you. I spent more time with my kids raising them remote control than a lot of people did that lives with them. And you say, well, I, I know some things about you. Hey, I can tell you worse things about my family than you can. 
Bible said in Job 1 and 5, it says that Job sanctified his children. Bible said that he rose up early in the morning and offered up burnt offerings according to the number of them all. The Bible said, thus did Job continually. And the Bible said, Satan said to God uh, about Job, he said, has thou made a hedge about him and about his house? I'm going to tell you, we need to pray a hedge around our families. The devil said, I'm trying to get into that family. But he said, God, he said, you got a hedge about him. You know why there was a hedge about him? Because there was a daddy called Job. And daddy got up. And every morning he'd done this continually, the Bible said. And he prayed a hedge. I'm telling you, I'm going to pray a hedge about this family. Oh, 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 oh. I'm telling you, daddies, we got to pray. I'm telling you, mamas, we got to pray. And you parents that's raising them kids alone, God's going to help you. Just do what's right. Just do what's right. I would to God that it would be said of us as it was of Abraham of old in Genesis 18 and 19. He said, for I know him. I know him. I know Abraham. I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord every parent has a right I've already said to know what's going on there's a scripture in Ezekiel 43 and 12 and and and, and what is it it's 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 what is it I think it's in there two or three times it says this is the law of the house then again it said behold this is the law of the house every house has got to have a law Every house has got to have a rule. Hallelujah. There's got to be, there's, there needs to be, there's got to be a curfew. There's got to be some dating rules. Too many, I'm going to tell you parents something. There's too many of you parents out there that's leaving it up to the preacher to make all the rules. And you're making villains out of us. And I have a problem with saints that say, Brother Morton's going to get you. I'm going to tell Brother Morton on you. Uh -uh. In every house, there's got to be some joy. There's got to be some peace. There's got to be some happiness. There's got to be a rule. But remember, every house is going to have a storm. Let me tell you something. Some of y'all ain't going to like this, but it, you know, every house, you're going to have fusses. You hear me? Some of y'all had fusses today. Yeah. There's going to be fuss. I'm telling you, let me tell you something. Some of you are sitting out there saying, Bear, we've had a fuss in our home, or we have this problem in our home, or, or we got this problem, kid, and our home, God's not pleased. Yeah, he is. You just do your best to do what? It's not, it's, it, it, it's, it, you're going to have fusses. And if you sanctified folks out there they ain't never had one, you, 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 your marbles has rolled out your ears. I'm telling you, there's going to be disagreement. There's going to be times when, when, when daddy's going to face off with daughter. Oh, yeah. There's going to be times when daddy's going to, face off with his son. It's going to be that way. 
But I'm going to tell you something. If that daddy will, 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 will live right and do right and care and love, it'll be a momentary thing, but there'll be love there. There'll be respect there. There'll be care there. Everybody here tonight, we've all had fusses and deals in our family. Everybody. And some of you, you said after you feel so condemned because, hey, hey, it happens to everybody. We just don't go around telling it. That's right. The Bible said in Proverbs, the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked. It says, but the but, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. It said, wisdom hath built her house. Through wisdom is a house built. And by understanding it is established. I pray, oh God, give me wisdom and understanding to build this house. And I'm going to tell you, some of you, you're anxious for your kids to get married and get on out. And you and daddy's going to have free time. No, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. They're going to have grandkids and you're going to feel more responsible. You, you do. You feel like, you know why? Because when you were young and got married, you didn't know a lot of things. But now you know a lot of things. And you know what that these kids are, are acceptable to. It, 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 it's a deal. You just never get finished raising kids. Probably when I lay down on my deathbed, I hope I can talk when I start to die. I am telling you, if I was dying tonight and laying in my bed and, and my senses is there, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't be calling on God because I've already called on him. I already got that fixed. I'd be calling my kids in that. I'm telling you, that'd be the last thing I... I'm sorry, I wouldn't be calling saints in there. I've already taken care of that. Some other pastor's going to have to. I'd be calling my kids in there. I'd be calling my grandkids in there. I'd be laying. I'd say, lift my hand and lay it on that head. I'm telling you, this is the truth. That'd be my dying deal. Kids, I'm fixing to go on. I'm fixing to go on. I'm fixing to go on. I want you to come where I'm at. I'm telling you, that's the only thing that counts. You say, Brother Morton, what about reaching the world? I've spent my life reaching the world. But I can't be reaching out there and let this right here go to hell. And some of you will go home and say, well, I tell you what, we're just so busy. We're going to get out of the bus mission. We're going to get out of the teachers. No, 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 no. You make it a family affair. <laughs> You make church a family affair. You make church fun. You don't make church a bunch of rules. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucked it down with her hands. First Timothy 5 and 14 said, I will therefore that the younger women marry and bear children and guide the house the younger women. I want to say this right here, that every mama ought to do your best not to work. And you young men, you need to get rid of some of your toys 
so your wife don't have to work and pay for them. I'm telling you, it's in the Bible. The Bible said the woman's to be a keeper at home. Sit down. I realize that some of you have got to work, but I'm going to tell you the reason some of you have got to work is because they've sent you too many credit cards in the mail. I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you something. It's better for you to live in a, in a little shanty and that mama be home with them young'uns, taking care of them young'uns, than it is to, to live in that $1,000 a month house where both of you's got to work and the babysitter's raising the kids. You need to pray through about that. There needs to be some prayer about that. There needs to be some work on that. You're going to have to balance this out. I, can't, I ain't going to take time to balance all this out. In Titus chapter 2, it says uh, that the women, uh, said that the aged women behave as uh, uh, becometh holiness uh, and teachers of good things, uh, uh, that they may teach, the Bible said, the younger women uh, to be sober, to love their husbands, uh, to love their husbands, uh, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, uh, uh, to be chaste, to be keepers at home, which means stairs at home, and, and good and obedient to their own husbands. I'm preaching the Bible tonight. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price as far above rubies? The heart of her husband does safely trust in her. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She worketh willingly with her hands. She opened her mouth with wisdom. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. We're talking about, we're talking about a good woman. We're talking about a Pentecostal woman. We're talking about a good wife, a good mother. Uh, building a godly Pentecostal home. There's nothing like a good woman. Even I know that. There ain't nothing like a mean one, too. And I'll tell you something else. There ain't nothing like a sorry man. And when I say a sorry man, I mean a man that won't get up and won't go to work. I'm fixing to say something right here. Listen to me now. I realize there's all kinds of situations, but I can't, I can't balance it all out tonight. I realize that some of you cannot help it. But you fathers need to get to working and do your best to get off of welfare. We cannot be afraid to preach, brother. There ain't nothing like a sorry, lazy man. And the reason that some Pentecostal women have to take the, the role is because the man. The Bible said in Titus, it said the aged men uh, are to be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, and in charity and patience. Uh, Ephesians says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave herself for it. Gave himself for it. Love your wives. Some of you, 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 you men, I don't like the way you treat your wives. You, you know why I don't like? Because God don't like it. You say, man, he's hard on the women. I got a whole church. I got more women than I got men. 
got to get off this here. Hebrews 3 and 2 says Moses was faithful in his house. There's nothing like a faithful man. But the Bible says uh, in Proverbs, confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Proverbs says, he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. Listen to this. He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. Achan, in the book of Joshua, chapter 7, Joshua said to him, why hast thou troubled us? And you know what Achan did? He took the Babylonian garment, the silver and the gold, and hid it in the midst of the tent. And you know what happened? Because, hear me, because of the sins, of his sins, the sins of Achan, the man of the house. The Bible says that his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his sheep, his tents, and all that he had was brought into the valley and it was stoned and burned. Achan took his whole family to hell because he loved silver and gold. I'm just preaching the Bible. Job chapter 8 it's talking about the hypocrite it says he shall lean upon his house now this is a scripture that he shall lean upon his house but it shall not stand he shall lean upon his house the hypocrite but it shall not stand men we need to build a kind of families that we can lean on the Bible said the house of the righteous shall stand I believe tonight I can lean on my family. If I really need them, they're going to be there when I need them. They're going to be there. And I am fixing to close. And that's what you've been waiting for so long tonight. I think about Brother John Runner. The pastors and Visalia. This year, we were up at Donkey Rock. We were up at Donkey Rock. That's two and a hours and 15 minutes from Fresno. It is up in the boonies. It's way up above and beyond everything. It's up in that same range that Yosemite's in. It is beautiful, way up there at Donkey Rock. We've been going up there for years. All the kids in this area, the churches, you, you know what I'm saying. We got memories at Donkey Rock. Oh, we got bears at Donkey we, we have bears, at, real bears. I, I, I can tell you some bear stories. And, and, but I want to tell you, this year, Brother John Runner was up there, and, and he's the one that discovered Donkey Rock years ago. And... And he was up there, so we had him to tell the youth camp one day how he discovered Donkey Rock. And uh, 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 it so happened that as he was telling it, he said, I want to tell you something. And it so happened that, that his son-in-law was preaching our youth camp this year. I'm telling you, I believe in youth camp. Don't mess with Section 7 youth camp. 
and 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 he was he was he his 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 son-in-law was preaching in the camp. His daughter was there, and his other children was there. And his children are grown, all except the young one. He's almost grown. He thinks he is, but anyway, he's a good boy. But but anyway, John Runner said something that it really touched me. He's been going there for years. He's been seeing that his kids get there for years. And he said, you know, he said, Brother Morton, I've raised my kids on this rock. <laughs> I've raised my kids on this rock. I've raised my kids on this rock. And he has. His kids are, are living for God. I'm going to tell you about our kids. They're not always perfect. They're not always right. But let's help one another with our kids. They need the fire knocked out of them, knock it out of them. They need to be loved, love them. But I raised my kids on this rock. One of these days, one of these days, one of these days, if PSR continues and the Lord continues, one of these days, Bar Morton, they're going to say, somebody go by and help him. And it, this is going to happen. And I'm going to be an old man coming up these steps. And, and they're going to say, sit right over here. And I'm going to look out there and I'm going to say, but I raised my kids at PSR. I tell you what, I want my kids to hear what, what's preached here. I want my grandkids to be raised here. Children's Church, Friday night, 53 got the Holy Ghost. 111 in all. I want to raise my kids. Oh, let's stand to our feet and worship God. Glory to God. Let's worship the Lord. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to tell you something. In our churches, we need to put great emphasis on baby dedication. Now, church, it ain't just bring them on up here and we'll pray for them. We put emphasis on it. I'm telling you, we, we need to put emphasis on our kids. I'm not just talking about my kids. I'm talking about all of our kids. I'm telling you what I know, preachers' kids. I know saints' kids. Praise God. I love these preachers' kids. I love these saints' kids. We need to help one another with our kids. And I'm going to tell you something. We don't need to be touchy about our kids. Somebody jerks up one of my grandkids. Uh, I need to say, jerk them again. And when you get through jerking them, I'll jerk them and their daddy will jerk them. Oh, you're abusive. No, I'm telling you what, I love them. My youngest grandson, while back, I, he was about half asleep. My woman, I said, Drew, buddy, wake up. I said, I want to tell you, what are you going to remember me for when I'm gone? He said, Papa, I'm going to remember that you always meant what you said. I want him to remember that. But he don't look at me as a beast. I love these kids. I love your kids. Preacher, I love your kids. I love your daughters. I love your sons. I raised my kids on this rock. Let's raise our hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. Bind us together.